tortoise on a grand scale. That is exactly what we are seeing taking place in the state of Pennsylvania. I can only hope that this cancer does not spread to the other legislatures like Arizona or Georgia. Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another podcast of National Preview Online. If you have not already done so and you would like to do so, please subscribe to the podcast by going to the iTunes App Store, searching out NP Online. Uh, you can also download the Podbean app in the iTunes App Store. Podbean.com is our hosting service. You can subscribe that way. And for you Android users, that would probably, for the time being, be the preferred way. Simply download the Podbean app, which is free, in the Google Play Store, and you can subscribe to NP Online. That way, it's also free. This way, you won't miss a thing. Well, it appeared we were making great headway uh, on this election fraud investigation, uh, particularly with the state legislature in Pennsylvania, but really more so in the state of Georgia where that smoking gun video came to light yesterday. But there was compelling evidence uh, presented by Rudy Giuliani and his team to the Pennsylvania legislature, and now we have this announcement. Pennsylvania's House of Representatives announced that they would not be taking any steps to appoint their own electors to the Electoral College after Pennsylvania's legislature heard testimonies of election fraud and introduced a resolution to contest the state's election results. This was so compelling that I felt that I had to do a podcast today. Normally we don't do one on Saturdays, we're Monday through Friday, but I felt this had to be addressed. The letter was signed by the Pennsylvania State uh, Senate President Pro Temp Jack Corman by the House Speaker Brian Cutler, Senate Majority Leader Kim Ward, and House Majority Leader Kerry Benninghoff. And these are GOP lawmakers. Pennsylvania's GOP lawmakers said that, quote, this should not be misconstrued to suggest that we will allow the issues presented with the 2020 general election to evade complete legislative review and action. We believe that many of the issues presented after the 2020 general election could have been avoided if not for the actions of Secretary Bookvar and the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Well, that, how comforting it is to know that you're going to do something after the fraud has already been allowed to take place. What are, you, what are you saying here, that you're going to allow Joe Biden to wrongfully and unlawfully and illegally win the state of Pennsylvania to help catapult him to the White House, and then you're going to say, well, we're not going to let that happen again, uh, but you're going to let it happen now. That's like going to a robbery victim and saying, we know you're robbed, uh, but we're going to pass laws so that uh, you won't ever get robbed again, and neither will anybody like you, but there's nothing we're going to do for you with your robbery. That's small consolation. Rudy Giuliani responded by saying that Republican legislatures in Pennsylvania are covering up for Democrat crimes. He said they have no explanation for why there are 700,000 mail-in ballots in the vote, but no record of them having been returned. He went on to say that he's ashamed of the Republican legislature, that they completely misled the president and me, and they have let down America. The struggle between the members of the Republican Party and the heads of state can also be seen in Michigan. The Michigan GOP, I'm quoting from a, an article here in the Epic Times, is saying a memo from the Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson indicates that she is pushing for the mass deletion of election data. Why? If there's no fraud, what is the rush to delete this data? Why are they looking to delete it at all? If it's as you say, 
it should only confirm that Joe Biden won the state of Michigan, would it not? The, uh, the memo from the Michigan Bureau of Elections, which is overseen by Benson's office, says that software and associated files must be deleted from all devices after the certification on November 30th. This comes as another lawsuit is filed in Michigan alleging election fraud and misconduct in Wayne County. According to local media reports, the plaintiffs are asking a judge to order an immediate audit of election results. Now, why did I bring all this up and why did I want to make this podcast today? Well, a very simple reason. Time is growing short. Certification of electors takes place on December 14th. That's less than 10 days from now. And we have massive fraud uncovered in all of these states and provable in most of these states, but exceptionally provable and easily provable without the need for an MIT mathematics degree or an expert to prevent it, uh, to present it rather, in the state of Georgia and the state of Nevada. Now, why do I say that? Because in Nevada, a lawsuit was filed by Donald Trump that doesn't rely on voting machines, although I think that uh, we'll find that there was a major, major problem with the machines. But they've identified 40,000 people who have voted twice, and there's no surprise as to who the majority of those votes were for, for Joe Biden. And given that the margin of victory is only about 12,000, that would give the state of Nevada to Donald Trump. Likewise, in the state of Georgia, we have ballots that were allegedly requested, returned and counted, but no record of them having been returned by the voter, which raises the question that they were most likely requested by someone other than the voters and just used to inflate the vote total for Joe Biden. If that doesn't satisfy you, we also have work by a mathematician, Matt Brainard, I've mentioned this before on the show, that proves that over 20,000 Georgians submitted a change of residence form with the National Registry of Addresses, uh, indicating they were leaving the state of Georgia. He can then produce for you their subsequent registrations in the states they actually moved to and can demonstrate that they voted in those states, and they still have absentee ballots cast in the state of Georgia, which indicates those ballots are fraudulent. You identify those ballots, you take them, you find out who they voted for. They voted for Biden, of course and those ballots are discarded. Without those 20,000 fraudulent ballots, double voting ballots, Donald Trump would win the state of Georgia. So between Georgia and Nevada, he would have 22 electoral votes. This makes the state of Pennsylvania all the more pivotal because it has 20. 20 and 22 is 42. 42 and the 232 that Trump has right now brings him at 274 and he's the president. Now, fortunately, there are two constitutional challenges that the president and his team have in the state of Pennsylvania, and both of them are very strong. And this from no less than Harvard Emeritus Professor uh, Alan Dershowitz, who says he has a very, very strong chance of prevailing. So if he can prevail there, and they prevail with the other lawsuits which don't rely on the voting machines in Georgia, and uh, Nevada, we have a considerable shot. To say nothing of the fact that in Arizona, that legislature is still looking at possibly seating new electors. So why? 
Why are we talking about this again today we've spoken about before? Well, because yesterday that smoking gun video appeared, which proves, not going to get any stronger proof than this, that in Georgia, in that counting center in Atlanta, everybody was told to leave because of a broken pipe. Four women stayed behind after the newscasters were gone, after all the poll watchers and independent observers were gone. And then, unbeknownst to them, a security camera captured what they did next. They reached under a black table and pulled out four suitcases loaded with approximately 24,000 votes and began counting them and scanning them. And it's no surprise as to who the majority, if not all, of those votes were for. They were for Joe Biden. The margin of victory in Georgia is 12,000. Those 24,000 ballots are disqualified. President Trump wins Georgia. The 40,000 double votes in Nevada get. President Trump wins that. Now, look, this is not rocket science. I want to know, and I'm sure most Americans do, six out of ten Americans now believe that fraud took place in this, Amer- in this, in this election. Six out of ten. Which, that, which means that since half the country, approximately, voted for Trump, and they say approximately half voted for Biden. I don't believe it. I'm more in agreement with Lynn Wood that Trump probably won almost all 50 states. It's only because these Dominion voting systems flipped everything because there were states that he was never expected to win where we didn't notice it. But I see rumblings of it in New York, and next week we're going to have a detailed analysis of the New York election to put forth our theories about what we think really happened there, because Trump only lost New York by about 200,000 votes. That's unprecedented for a, for a Republican in New York. It's unprecedented. Normally, a Democrat has to win New York City by over 400,000 if he has any hope of winning the state. But we'll get back to that next week. For the time being, this is a simple matter. You've got videotape of four people, four women, who, after everyone was shut out, produced 24,000 ballots from suitcases, and it's a far-gone conclusion, as Rush Limbaugh noted the other day on his show, yesterday, as a matter of fact, that no state transports ballots in suitcases. Come on. They were there for one reason, to tip the scales in this election. Those four women can be easily identified. They were working there. So what should be done? Well, what should be done is, you're listening, A.G. Barr, the man who said he hasn't seen any evidence of fraud. You send two agents down there to pick these people up, and you do what you always do. You do what you did to Italian mobsters for years. You do what you did to anyone you wanted to, to sandbag. You squeeze them. Lady, we've got you on video. We've got you on video committing fraud on the federal level because this is a national election. You're in the federal system now, sweetheart. The penalties are quite severe. You got two choices. You can take a nice long vacation, courtesy of the federal government, in one of our lovely BOP facilities. That's the Bureau of Prisons, for those of you not so initiated. Or you can come clean, tell us what you were doing, and tell us who ordered you to do it. And once you get the answers to those questions, you're going to find that this was not a simple, isolated incident. Those answers are going to lead you to additional answers. They're probably going to give up people in their state, Georgia, party. Now they go after those people. And those people 
are going to be told, you've got to face the music. Now, they may try and hold out for a little while because they think that they can outlast the fraud, in which case if Biden gets in, it's not going to amount to anything. But most people don't have that sort of intestinal fortitude. Most people are weak, and they fold under the pressure. You can rest assured that those Georgia Democratic leaders would give up the fact that this was ordered from the National Democratic Party. And all of a sudden, when you have confirmation that it was ordered from Command Central by the DNC itself, then all these other allegations, this testimony, these affidavits that Rudy Giuliani has been presenting these past few weeks suddenly aren't just vacuous nonsense, as the mainstream media calls it. They are what they've always been sworn testimony by people who loved their country and saw the election being stolen. And now you'll have proof of it. So my question is, what is the problem? What is the delay? Every one of you should be on the phone right now to the FBI demanding that something be done. Be on the phone to the Attorney General and demand that agents be sent down there, that the U.S. Attorney gets involved down there, and start squeezing these people. And I'm telling you right now, the amount of juice that's going to come out of these four broads when you start squeezing them is going to surprise you. I didn't say that to be sexist. I said it for effect. This is serious business. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.